In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. All I want to do is on my zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. All I want to do is on my zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. All I want to do is on my zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. boom boom is that <laughs> what's up you guys it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey i am ryan bailey it is wednesday humpty hump it is hump day you know hump day really didn't mean much during the pandemic so now we're getting back to wednesday's really meaning something i think as we all get back to work as we go into offices uh you know i i bet wednesday if wednesday was a person i bet they were pissed over the pandemic you're like they were like this is that was my thing was hump day and now nobody gives a shit that it's Wednesday anymore, and every day is just the same. So I, th- I wonder if Wednesday will go back to, like, do you ever wonder about that? Like, what things will go back to the way they were, and what things will uh, completely change, you know? I was just thinking—I w- I said this in, in an interview, I think, this week, uh, I think on Monday's episode, but I—for those who didn't hear it— I, you know, I saw a bar band outside on Saturday night and it was so amazing. I forgot how much live music matters to me. And I think to so many people, obviously, but it, it could have been the shittiest band in the world, but just to hear live music, like I thought I was watching the Beatles. I was like, holy sh-. I was like, it was like that scene in back in the future where, uh, Michael J. Fox is wailing on the guitar and, and the guy, uh, uh, Marvin Berry calls, you know, Chuck, you know, that sound you've been listening, looking for to listen to this. Oh my God, you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But I thought I was seeing the best band in the world because I had been so long since I'd seen live music. Um, but then the other thing 
I saw that night that I was like, crap, we're going to go back to things like this. I peed next to somebody in a stand-up urinal. So ladies, you know, let me fill you guys in. Um, so I know you guys get to sit down, I think, unless they just have you squatting in bathrooms. I've never went into a lady's bathroom because I hear that's illegal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was standing up and you, you inadvert, I get pee shy. You know, you're standing next to another guy and you just, you can't help but get pee shy. So I always do multiplication tables in my head, like two times two is four, four times four is 16, all that kind of stuff. And that helps me go, like if if I'm at a urinal and nobody's in, it's easy to pee. But if all, all of a sudden I get pee shy and then I have to really try to pee <laughs> and this guy next to me, all, you know, he's peeing easy. And then all I'm thinking is like, this guy's wondering why I'm not peeing. This guy, like he finished before me, I still not had a pee drop out. And it it was one of those things where I was like, because then you're thinking about what this guy's thinking about you, which is completely an insane psychopathic way of thinking. Like, honestly, I get it. But still, it's the way I thought. And then I'm like, I don't want to go back to this. I don't, can we, can we just do away with urinals completely? Like, I'm going to have to, you just forget the things that, you know, our old lives you know, I, I forgot all about standing at a urinal next to somebody. I forgot all about that. Like, it's going to be weird. Like, I'm so used to wearing a mask and not making any facial expressions. I'm like, I, I try to smile with my eyes now. <laughs> I do. I try to, if I'm hiking and I pass somebody, I try to give them a really wide eye. Like, I'm, <laughs> they probably just think that I'm a murderer. Um, no, but I try to give like a, a smile with my eyes because, you know, I have a mask on. But, I'm now realizing I'm going to have to use my facial mus- muscles again. I'm going to, I've, I've had resting Ryan face this entire pandemic. And now I'm going to have to be expressive with my beautiful smile and my kind eyes. Uh, how are you guys? Are, are you good? Um, I, I was just thinking, I, uh, I was thinking you guys are probably one of the healthiest relationships and one of the best relationships I've ever had in my life. So thank you. And I don't even mean that in any kind of joking way. I genuinely mean that. Um, so, uh, I, I think I've talked a little bit the last couple of days that there is a, um, a, not a big decision, but there is something gonna, that's going to be happening to the podcast that it looks like it is going to happen. I, I have got, uh, been back and forth with a contract and I think I'm going to be signing it potentially this evening. And, uh, I will make an announcement as soon as I'm allowed to make an announcement. But the, 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 the weird thing about that is I, I, I've been fired. Like I I've shown up to jaw. I, I was in a movie. It was like a lifetime movie. I showed up to set the first day I got let go on set. The director just didn't like my look. And I was like, you cast like, I was in the room with you. Like what? We I, I didn't even act. It was just like, nah. And then, I mean, I, I've been, so I've learned, I've been cut out of TV shows. I, and by the way, usually every actor has, but I learned to, uh, the first time I was, I was, um, I, I've done uh, two episodes of The Office, the the TV show, the NBC show, and but it was in its final season. And but I had got a, I had booked an episode in season five of the five or six of The Office, and uh, it was with Steve Carell, and it was like my dream. Allison Jones was the casting director, and it was just, I was so excited and I fucking told everybody I got it I got it I got it I told my parents I got it I got it and I was so excited 
And then I got the call that they had written the part out because of time. It, you know, it's only a 30, you know, 23 minute show with commercials and they didn't have enough time. So they wrote the part out and I had to then, um, either hope all the people that I had made a huge deal about it with forgot about it. But my poor parents, they were like, what? And my mom was like, did they not like you? Did they realize they didn't like you? Did they hire you and then realize they didn't like you? You know, it's so hard to explain how a a different industry works to people that don't work in that industry. So I learned a very tough lesson is that you want to scream from like, you know, the tallest building that you're happy and you're excited and you're scared and all of that stuff. I will let you know as soon as I know. But there's part of me that's looking over my shoulder, you guys, and kind of like, is this really real? Like, is this true? It's not going to affect the, uh, the podcast. I will still own all of the intellectual property rights and it should not affect any of the 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 crap I say on this. <laughs> I mean that was like a big uh thing that I wanted to be able to say whatever I wanted to and that seems to not be an issue. Uh hopefully that doesn't bite me in the ass at some point. But um I will let you know as soon as but 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 the, the, the exciting thing you guys the exciting thing the thing that scares the shiz out of me is I could make a living out of this. I, the, I've, I've said it this last year is that this is my goal. My goal is, as you guys know, I got let go from my job over the pandemic and it's been like six or seven months. And I, my thing was, what if I didn't have to go back and get a job? What if this was my job? And I treated it like my job. I, it is my job. And I, I put more time and work and effort into this than anything that I've ever done in my life. And you're like, Ryan, I listened to this. Are you sure? Um, but no, you, you know, you guys know. And so there's something really exciting about uh, the possibility that, that, that this could all happen. But then at the same time, there's something really scary. And I got to make sure I don't sabotage it, if that makes sense. So I will let you guys know as soon as possible. But I got a great... Uh, I had a couple great back and forths today that looks like it is. Uh, so I feel like, I don't know. Do you guys, did Ashton Kutcher, did he, is he doing that punk show again? Am I on a new episode of punked with where they just take normal everyday, regular Joe Schmo podcasters and just embarrass the shit out of them? Uh, if so, I hope I'm not on the, the season premiere of that. Uh, today I said yesterday it would be Bill and Becky Bailey and there was going to be a little crazy segment. I need to postpone that until Friday because I needed to get approval, not from my parents, but from the other, uh, guest in that, uh, I just need her to listen to the audio and it was, she wasn't able to do it today. So she's going to do that tomorrow and you guys will know what that is. It'll be fun. All that stuff. So today it's just, it's, is it cool if it's just me and you guys and we're going to do a full real housewives of New York recap of tonight's episode of this. I mean, this is brand spanking new, you guys. You you know, I do the Kardashian recap on Friday, but this is Roni. It just aired tonight. I watched it. I just took notes. It is fresh in my mind. And oh my God, what is going on this season? It is like a date. It's like David. It's like Twin Peaks. It's, it feels like a fever dream. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Am I? And then it, it, I think this episode, parts of it, I really liked. But it's like a really slow burn. And the season has been a really slow burn. And you see like, you know, like a greatest hit got played tonight. Like Sonya was wasted. And you're like, that's when like Elton John plays Rocket Man at a concert. You're like, woo, Rocket Man. I know that song. So when Sonya gets wrong, I'm like, woo. Yeah, here we go. Ba- yeah, baby. Um, So I'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to, to cover a couple of quick pop culture stories with you, if you don't mind. Um, this is crazy. 
this is considered a news story. That's how crazy this is. Uh, Stormy, Stormy Jenner, Kylie and Travis Scott's uh, child went to Disneyland today, folks. And they have pictures of them everywhere. And Travis Scott is wearing a full on bag over his face. I'm not talking about a face. I'm talking a bag. And, and I like I there's one thing about being inconspicuous, like, you know, I don't want to draw attention. There's another thing about wearing a bag over your head. He's wearing a bag. Like who's who's the man wearing a camouflaged bag over his head? Like, I mean, is anybody I if I went to Disneyland and I saw that happen, I would be scared shitless. I would be like, why is there a man in a camouflage bag over his head running around? And he has like seven like personal security guards. And then there's Kylie Jenner. Like, what is and what is going on with Kylie and Travis Travis? Uh, you know, I don't think they're together, but at the same time, then there's like Kylie posing like a, you know, doing her Kylie poses. And I'm like, Stormy. So I wonder if Stormy, what her awareness is of like, if Stormy's ever like, mommy, you're being extra thirsty today. Is everything okay? Like even Stormy's got to be like, mom, you're rich. Why are you doing like, I, I, I just hope there's a time when Stormy's like 13 or 14. She's like, mom, why all the cars? Why? Like, I, I, you know, there's a lot of starving people out there, right, mom? Like, I, I am so curious to see how age affects Kylie Jenner's spending. Like, if there will be, you know, and this is the thing. Like, we got we got confirmation this week that Bill Gates has has cheated on Melinda Gates a couple of times. So this divorce has been in the works. And he said he was in a loveless marriage. But he said that, of course, to Jeffrey Epstein, who he went to for marriage advice, supposedly, which is just like... Wow. Like, how do you, what? I mean, huh? I don't, it's like if I went to like, anyways, it, so Bill Gates was, uh, you know, he's been, you know, it comes, all these Bill Gates cheating stories come out, which is its its own ball of wax. But the thing, my point is Bill Gates is a billionaire. You never see Bill Gates with an Instagram posing in front of like, a Bugatti, you know, he's like 1.25 million Bugatti and he's like posing in front of it. But yet Kylie Jenner's always there. My mom said, and I've never had money, but my mom said, you know, if you, if you have money, you don't flaunt it. You don't, you know, and I've, I've tried not to flaunt my old Navy clothes or anything nice that I have like that. But I mean, isn't there something to be said for not flaunting your wealth? And we saw Kim Kardashian got robbed in Paris because she was flaunting all the diamonds she was wearing. And I feel like Kylie is just headed for something like that. Um, and I, I heard they she pays over $300,000 a month in personal security. Um, or maybe that was actually the number for the entire Kardashian clan. But it was something insane. Like, also imagine that. Imagine, like, everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be rich, blah, blah, blah. But then imagine being famous and then having to pay. Like, you're like, I have to fucking pay to be... Like, think about it right now. Like, one of the only things I don't have to pay for is, like, I don't need anybody... Like, I don't need a security guard around me. But if I did, I would be livid if I was having to pay for a security guard. Like, what? So nobody hurts me? Like, it really takes a lot of the fun out of being famous and rich if you have to, like, get people to protect... You mean people might try to kill me for this? It... I don't know. It's just wild. Oh, also, this is exciting, you guys. So Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are still going strong. So remember, they went away to Big Sky, Montana, and we got the first official photo of Benifer. Now, they split because, you know, she had to get back to work and he had to get back to work. Um, But the romance is still going strong. And people, 
parties, uh, you know, people in both camps are like doing these kind of like, you know, like, uh, it, it's still going strong and they they want to make sure that we know that she did not pursue this until after the, uh, Alex Rodriguez relationship was over. She wants us to know. So she had some intermediaries put that quote into like us weekly and, and things like that and daily mail. So she is very, but she wants to know, but I now it's very fascinating to think that like, have they really been pining away for each other for all of these? I mean, the romantic comedy in me wants to believe that, yeah, that is like they, they have, they were each other's ones that got away, but I just don't buy it because I was looking at old paparazzi photos of Benifer. Yeah. Cause that's, I'm a grown adult man and that's what they do. And I don't watch sports. I look at old pictures of Benifer and it immediately struck me what annoyed me the first time around was that it always looked like, and by the way, I'm not defending Ben Affleck. I think he's really creepy and, and has potentially done a lot of douchey things. And I love Jennifer Gardner. I think she's a saint, but my opinion back then, it always looked like Jennifer was looking for the camera and posing for it. And Ben was just, just there trying to, you know, like have fun and live his life and be with Jennifer Lopez. But it always looked like Jennifer Lopez wanted to be one of the camera, like the camera was a part of their relationship, if that makes sense. So when, you know, public, uh, there was like a public kind of outcry that, you know, people didn't really like, like the, this relationship for some reason kind of took a hit on JLo's image and people were like, they thought that she wasn't good for Ben Affleck. This was an actual, these were actual stories back then. And I think she was really thrown off by that because she had been kind of not like a golden girl in the press, but very, you know, she was the it girl for a time. And, uh, and the, remember, like I was, I was one of it, it was, I was it Bravo, Bravo, ducking Bravo, the Instagram account. They did a nice, uh, retrospective in their stories. And I forgot about this, that Ben was in, um, I think it was like Canada and he went to a strip club with uh, the co-stars of his movie and he cheated on Jennifer Lopez with a stripper. And that's supposedly what uh, part of the reason that ended their engagement in the first place. But it is so funny, all the things you forget about celebrity culture over the years. And then you're just like, whoa, I mean, we do need to, we need to write the history of pop culture and we, a, a chapter would be the Benefer years. I mean, that was that, I mean, that was something. So I think after the year we had, there is something really exciting to think about. Can we have what we once did? I think that's the idea that we really got to pay attention to is I think part of it is us yearning for something that we knew for something that we, you know, that we had lived with that, that you know, something not stable because it obviously wasn't, but there is something comforting in things that we already know. And I think that's why it's exciting too, because after this year, you're like, Whoa, if they could make it work, what if we try Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt next? What if they get back together? And you start to play these kind of weird pop culture games. And wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be cool if we could make this happen? And I don't know. I don't think it can. I don't think we, I don't think lightning can strike twice, but it is nice that people from the early aughts, like we're giving, you know, we're doing something for pop culture. We are taking a stand and saying, we are here. You know, that is what Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston is doing. I said, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez is doing for uh, our generation, I think. So 
Uh, that is that on that. Uh, I'll have more pop culture stories for you tomorrow. Now, this episode of Real Housewives of New York, you guys, uh, like I said, it has been a crazy season. Now, we're only on episode three. Uh, episode two ended. Remember, they, they were doing a Burning Man party. Leah threw a Burning Man party, but she threw it in the back of Ramona's Hamptons place. And we had a couple key moments that we need to talk about that play into tonight's episode. So we had where uh, Ramona couldn't remember her, uh, the person, uh, her, one of her servants or something, you know, what name her, her party event organizer. And she said, Oh, I always forget the name of my help. And she said that in front of Ebony and Leah. And she said, and Ebony was like, did she just say she forgot the help? And, um, so we had this. We already knew this is going to be an issue. And so that gets talked about in tonight's episode. The thing that's crazy, the thing that I want to speak about again, is that at the end of last, like, they had this beautiful Burning Man party in the back of the house. And I would have lost my shit to be there. That is something where you're like, give me all the Red Bull vodkas. I'm staying up and I'm using the teepee. I'm using the pizza oven. I'm swimming naked. Uh, if everybody closed their eyes while I take up my clothes. Um, and I'm, they had like Cirque du Soleil walkers, you know, you don't have fire eaters there and then go to bed early. And that's what these ladies are doing because they only have a five person cast. When you have a five person cast, everybody has to pull their weight. And I know you're like, well, it's reality. They just have to be real. But like, you know what I'm saying? Even these ladies, these old pros like Ramona, Sonia, and Luann, they get, they know they have to dance for their, their dinner, you know? So even uh, you'll see last week's episode, they noticed Ebony snuck off and went to bed and they're like, okay, let's scream. And like, they got really loud and they were like laughing. And, and it's almost like they were like, okay, let the cameraman get what he needs to get. And then we can call it a night. It was like, they clocked in. They're like, this is the heavy lifting part. You know, and if we were there, we would just be like having the time of our lives. But they've been to so many of these kind of parties. But that's what infuriated me. Now, I really love Ebony Williams, the new cast member. She's the first African-American housewife that New York has had. So kudos in that regards. And I think I really like her. But I will say I really disliked her decision to go to bed early last week. And and this is this is where I almost have to have a talk with myself because I don't I kind of was a little and this, I, I can't tell if this is something, if I'm thinking this wrong and, but she did explain it tonight's episode and it even actually helped me understand it was that I knew, and maybe it's just because I've watched Ramona for 13 seasons that I knew she didn't mean help in a derogatory way. Also, it wasn't an African-American woman. She was uh, speaking that and it was this, this white lady that was, that was doing this. So I was like, Oh, you know, uh, I think sometimes I do and we all make excuses for Ramona because she's just so dang entertaining. But at the same time, she's so problematic. But even then, I was like, I don't really think this is a super big one of those problematic times. But maybe this is the kind of attitude that gets us into like my kind of attitude is what gets us into trouble. Maybe I do need to be super militant and be like, hey, that is ridiculous. But for me, I was like, Ebony, you just got here. You're already going to start like correcting Ramona. Like that's, you know, usually... I mean, I kind of thought that was ballsy and cool, but at the same time, I was like, oh man, Ramona is like picking on like a, you know, a, a, a handicapped child. You know, it's, it's not fair. It's not, you know, you don't do that. Like just, I mean, I hate to call like Ramona's like an elderly lady, but I mean, she looks amazing, but 
Ramona doesn't think the way that we do. And also, Ebony kept saying last episode, she kept saying, like, who's Heather Thompson? Because they were talking about Heather Holla Thompson coming back. She's like, Ramona, who's Heather? Ramona, who's Heather? Can you not hear me? And being kind of persistent in that way. And the thing is, I know she knows who Heather Thompson is because she said in many interviews that she went and watched every season of Real Housewives of New York. So I know she knows who that is. So that kind of thing, I don't know if she was playing it up to Ramona. I mean, I definitely think that Ebony has a game plan. I think she does. And I noticed it more tonight. And maybe this is how she is in her entirety of life. And I think it probably has served her really well. I was really impressed with it is that She does this thing where she will call out, like, she'll be, like, talking to Luann. She'll be like, you know what, Lou? What I think is interesting, Luann, is she uses the name repeatedly, and that ingratiates yourself to somebody. So that makes, you know, you're having a personal moment with me. Like, hey, Lou, you know, people, when you, you know... When somebody says your name, they are making it a singular experience. And, you know, it kind of makes that a, you know, kind of a special moment. I mean, I know, but I think Ebony is doing that. And so she is really winning a lot of these ladies over because she's also complimenting them. She's like, you know what I love about Sonia? Me and Sonia are alike in this way. Like she finds something to like about everybody. She does. And she points it out. And I've noticed that. And I think it's a really good because everybody likes to be complimented. Everybody likes to be complimented. I'm going to pause for you guys to compliment me. And, uh, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, thank you guys. That was very nice. Uh, we just had a moment there. Um, So tonight's episode is called uh, A High Rate of Interest. So if we go by the titles, High Rate of Interest, we know this has something to do with money, right? And then interest, that word is interesting because interest means like you're interested in somebody. So paying attention to something. So it's kind of a double meaning as we go and look at the episode. So nice title, guys. Nice title. Uh, Last time we also uh, talked about Luann was uh, she's being fun and flirty with a new guy friend named Garth. Unfortunate name, but we're not going to... I mean, Gar- there's only one Garth. There's two, actually. Garth Brooks. I like slicks. Hey, hey, remember me, Garth? I like slick stuff. <laughs> you got... I don't know. I know there's a lot of new listeners, but I used to... I, I got to do the Garth Brooks thing again because it just makes me laugh so much. There was a thing when Garth Brooks first came to Facebook and he was like, welcome. He goes, I want my Facebook page. It's going to have cool stuff, slick stuff. But all in all, it's going to have personal stuff because that's just who I am. Um, <laughs> God. Um, is Garth Brooks still on Facebook? I wonder if he does post slick stuff still. Can anybody, in fact, somebody, I think Karen is her name. She's from Ireland, I, I think. Ireland or Scotland. She wrote me about Garth the other day uh, because they're still in a, uh, he had to cancel five shows there years ago because of the government. And uh, they're still upset about it, she said. I would be upset if Garth wasn't able to play in my my hometown. Oh, man, that just got me excited. Maybe I will see Garth Brooks one day. I've never seen him in concert, but uh, that's got to be the most intense concert you'll ever see. Also, the second Garth is, of course, uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World, Dana Carvey's Garth. Um, so Ramona... Um, you know, so we know we're going into the Ramona situation with the help word with Ebony. Um, and also Ebony, that's the other thing, like I meant to say, was you you can't go to bed. 
You can't go to bed. You got to be a professional. And I know she said, oh, you know, it was a lot for me, which I don't believe was true. I do believe she was kind of saying, well, this is how I roll, which is fine. But when you're new at when you're new at work, like this is a new job for her. You show up, you know, you you wait. You're the last one there. You're, you're, you know, you're, she's doing a great thing in terms of personalizing each experience with each lady, but you got to go, you got to show up to these events and you got to stay there. You got to stay there. Even when you don't want to, you don't get to sneak off and do an Irish goodbye. Um, so we, uh, we start, you know, the credits like I'm, I'm Leah, I'm sex positive and BS negative. I think that is still just one of the worst taglines for a housewife. It is potentially really embarrassing. And, I got to say, you guys know, you guys know what a journey I've been on with Leah and I love her so much. I do. I think she's having the rough season that we predicted for her. In this episode, it's very frustrating. She really, there's like a, not a rage, but like an outrage almost where she's trying to call Ramona on some bullshit. And once again, it's like, we all know Ramona's not potentially in her right mind. We know that. We know that. Why are you going to like keep, you know, it's like we, we all laugh with you. Like Leah, you don't need to go this hard on Ramona because we're already laughing at Ramona. It's already done. You don't need to keep harping on it because Ramona will never admit she's wrong. She's like Hannah Burner in that sense. <laughs> I mean, kind of, she's like Hannah. There, there, there's an attractive reality show quality to people that never admit when they're wrong. It's annoying personal quality. But, um, you know, Ramona will never admit when she's wrong. And in doing so, we are able to have personal outrage as viewers. But when Leah picks up that personal outrage and says, I'm going to make Ramona pay, I'm going to get Ramona, you're not going to win. And in doing this, all the effort you put into this just makes us start to question you start, you know, it, it's, and it's, it's one of those things that I love Leah. You know, I really, I love Leah. I, I really do. I want to like her. Uh, and I, I see what she's doing, but what I will say this episode I kind of started to crystallize exactly what's going on that I find. So the first season when she was on, it was this great breath of fresh air. And it was like this craziness. We were locked inside during COVID and she was freaking out. And it was so funny. And these women, it was like, you know, Batman facing a new villain, you know, and you're like, who's this Bane guy, you know? And it was like, who's, who's Leah? Leah standing up to Ramona like that? Whoa. And it was a breath of fresh air. But now in the second season, three episodes in, you realize there's no real universe where Leo would be hanging out with Ramona and Luann and Sonia. Maybe Sonia, maybe, but there's just no universe. And with only five cast members, it starts to become glaringly obvious that there's no reason for Leah to be there. So Leah even feels that too. And some of these things that outrage her, she probably would be like easily say these things to her friends, you know, and it would be fine. But she's saying so it all of a sudden becomes like Leah's their granddaughter and she's sticking up to their, you know, and I know they're not that old and that much apart, but it's becoming glaringly obvious. So it is weird. Like I caught moments where Leah was at dinner where like Sonia was starting to freak out and like be so drunk. And she was like, "Okay, I'm going to the bathroom, like just didn't even phase her, came back and she, you know. It was like a kind of been there, done that. I know what's happening. And Ebony was just like, like she, Ebony even said, I felt like Alice in Wonderland. It was like through the looking glass. She, I mean, she was just like, I, I think I can, I mean, it's fun one time, I bet. 
you know, we all want to see Sonya that wasted in person uh, one day. I'm hoping to see that at BravoCon. But I'm sure after you see it repeatedly and repeatedly, it loses a lot of its luster. Um, also, those poor workers at the end of that uh, episode. So anyways, so we start, we're at the Hamptons. We're at Ramona's house in the Hamptons. We, 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 it's the, the next morning after the Burning Man party. Ramona and Sonia are in bed together with their dogs, Coco and Marley. And Sonia's going, Coco, Coco, is Coco dead? And Ramona's like, no, no, Coco's in a very, Coco sleeps very deeply. Remember, Coco's like 19 years old. Like, so, you know, Coco's potentially sleeping the sleep of angels, you know, like, I mean, I do get nervous every time I see Coco on screen because I'm like, First off, is Coco dead? And we're just like, Ramona is just one of those weird people that's like Lars in the real girl. Or secondly, like, are we going to watch Coco potentially pass away on camera? So I get nervous. Like, I don't want it to get to that point where I'm like, I would hope at some point producers are like, can we not film with Coco? We just feel like something, this isn't good for her. So she's like, no, no, Coco sleeps very deeply. And Marley's like, you know, Marley's totally fine. And, uh, Sonia's like, Mar- my- Sonia goes, my dog's alive. <laughs> we, uh, we're bouncing around in scenes in this next morning. Luann goes into Leah's room. Her, she's, uh, Leah's brushing all the knots out of her hair. Do you go, do you girls have to do this? Like, I, it's so funny. I always think of hair just being straight. So it's like easy, but like, I'm realizing, I mean, how often do girls like have to brush their hair? Like I'm trying, you know, that's the funny thing. Like you think back to your exes and you're like, I should have paid more attention to like the feminine things that they did. Like, I'm, I mean, I, there, yeah, of course I remember certain things, but I'm just trying to remember, like, do you guys comb your, do you guys like brush your hair? Like, is it like my little pony and you're just brushing a mane out or is it kind of like, I'm sure it's different. I, this is like another segment of Ryan learns girl stuff. I just, I don't, there's so many things I don't know. It's, it's like the big bang theory. Like I just, I, what, what happened in the universe? How did it happen? Like the same things with women, like I need to know everything. And I feel like I know nothing. Um, Ebony is down in Ramona's kitchen trying to work the coffee machine. And that might be, be kind of awkward because it's one of Ebony's first times in a solo scene. There's a cameraman, remember, just pointing at her. So it's hysterical uh, to me that she's trying to work this coffee machine. Uh, we go to a new scene. Um, what do you think of the healing session? Sonia asked Ramona. And she's like, it was good. It was really quaint. It was nice. I really liked it. Uh, Sonia says, you know, I thought I fairly felt for Ebony. She was talking about her grandma and, you know, they bring up Leah's grandma again. Cause Leah's grandma is uh, potentially about to pass away as well. And she said, uh, you know, I really appreciate Ebony sharing that with us. We we've known about Leah for a while, but Ebony that's, and that's just so crazy that she is willing to share with us. That's so refreshing. You know, also, I want to remind people that I am not uh, a big fashionista. I don't think I need to remind people that, but I do want to comment. I didn't get to really bring up the outfit Leo wore last week and um, with the huge bow where she looked like Jojo Siwa on crack. And I just, I need to talk to Leah and find out if she's like, if it's like kind of a performance art bit, like she's kind of like winking to the camera or if her stylistic choices. Now we get into one of her stylistic choices in a second. And I, I don't really, I, I don't guys, I don't know what, I mean, I knew the bow cause it was so big. I was like, that's a big bow. <laughs> so I, I was aware that that was weird looking, but I mean, sometimes you guys, 
you guys and you dudes actually need to tell me. Like, some of you dudes are, like, sh- like fucking sharply dressed all the time, too. I want to be more. Like, you know what? Post-pandemic, I'm going to be a sharply dressed man. That's it. I, I have a, the Solomon sisters actually, they said they would help style me cause they're stylists. So I'm hoping that happens. Um, so that, that's a goal of mine post pandemic. Anyways, this is my visual vision board. Um, no, my audio vision, vision, but not visual vision, but audio vision board. So anyways, so Ramona and Sonia, uh, are talking about Ebony. They're really impressed. They really like her. I always wonder if they feel like they need to say that kind of stuff at the beginning of the season to make themselves look good. Um, but Sonia says, you know, this was a really big deal. Ebony shared with us. Sonia in a talking head says, I'm so glad Ebony can share uh, where she's at and what she needs. And, you know, I feel like I need to start sharing more. And I feel like I can be open with Ebony. Uh, Luann goes into Ebony's room and asks for a nail file. Uh, Luann gets up and hugs Ebony. And we're, uh, we're, we're, we're made aware of just how tall Luann is. Like, I was just like, holy shit, she's a giant. Is, uh, is Luann six, seven, six, eight? What is, she? I mean, she seems like she's, ta- I forgot how tall she is. And then Ebony must be really tiny. Cause it was just, it, I it really just shocked me. And, um, I, I was just, it just, I was very aware. And I was like, wow, she just hovers over Ebony. Um, and Luann's like, did you sleep well? Uh, I noticed you did an Irish goodbye. And then she goes, maybe this isn't the group. It's not wise to do the Irish goodbye with so few people. And I was like, Luann is dead on right. I was so, I mean, nobody likes to be told what to do and what not to do, but I was so, uh, it was, I was so happy that was said. I think Ebony needed to hear that. And Ebony kind of needed to be like, Hey, you're kind of on our ship a little bit too. Like you're bringing your special sauce, but you're over here. So, you know, just friendly reminder. I thought it was, (laughs) it would have been great if Luann was like, don't make me remind you twice, okay? If I have to say this again, I'm throwing fists. Um, Ebony says, you know, there were some parts of the day that were a lot for me. So Ebony, like, kind of retreats to that of, like, eh, you know, that's, it was a lot for me. And and she's like, what what happened, you know? And she's like, well, Michelle, you know, Ramona's hospitality director, um, you know, Ramona called her the help. And we get a clip package of that's like a five minute segment of all the times Ramona has done something like this with one of her helps or forgotten the name. I mean, it really, it really went on for a long time. I was like, you could have done a full. And by the way, don't you think this, don't you think Roni needs to do the best of Ramona? Like what I loved about Saturday night live is that they used to have like best of Chris Farley or best of Adam Sandler. What if you had like best of Ramona singer and you were able to, uh, to, to, to see all of her finest moments like they do in those clip packages. I think that would actually be amazing for all of the historical housewife characters. Um, So uh, Michelle, uh, yeah, she said she's telling all this and uh, Luann's like, oh, that happens all the time. It's fine. Uh, We, you know, we all have our faults. Ramona seems to have more than most. uh, Luann says about Ramona. Ebony says, I'll tell you why it bothers me, Lou. This is what I'm telling you. She brings up Lou's name a lot. This is why it bothers me, Lou. Um, you know, we find out that her grandma, who is ill right now, that she was talking about in the last episode, she was, quote unquote, the help for a white family and, you know, raised the kids, did all the housework. And, and that's why it is not only because she's an African-American woman, but because her grandma, you know, had experience like that. And Ebony says, thank God Michelle was white. Uh, Luann says, you know, I don't think she meant anything uh, racial about it, you know, seeing people as them. And Ebony says, I need to talk to Ramona about this uh, so we can move forward in a real friendship. Um, 
what I care about is the intention behind it. And Lou says, we just started the day, went into the winery. And then we go back. Sonia and Ramona are getting ready in her bathroom and Leah walks in and uh, she's wearing like a camo thing and like another patterned thing below like it's a lot of patterns and it really shocks Ramona it like scares the shit out of her she's like oh and Ramona is wearing like some kind of faux fur and Ramona immediately is like you look like Tarzan we aren't going to the jungle I'm the fashion police um too much print you're making me dizzy like she really goes off she really really she does remind me of my grandma Davis and like just really goes off like six things in a row about how horrible Leah's outfit is and <laughs> can you just go change into a white a white shirt you know with jeans and, uh, you know, Leah's like, okay, yeah, I am trying to make you dizzy, Ramona. And then she's like, it's always a jungle with these girls. Womp, womp. So we're already, and, and by the way, we, we do find out Ramona had something on and she changes into Prince after she saw that with, uh, Leah. So I thought that was funny. Um, they're all loading in the van. Marley, Sonia's dog wants to go. Can't go. That's a cute little moment. We meet Chris, the driver. They actually gave him a little Chiron that said Chris. So I didn't know if like, I was like, Oh my God, is Chris, is Chris going to come back into play later? You always look for those things of the characters that might, uh, you know, that might come back in some fashion. Uh, Sonia says Luann has come a long way. Luann has come a long way. Um, and she's like, I love this new Luann. Ramona says, oh, it's summer outside. It's like 90 degrees. So we're getting like a full Real Housewives of New York experience. All the girls are complaining and convetching. Um, and uh, Leah says, are we doing Garth tomorrow? Uh, remember, Garth is Luann's new boyfriend. And so Sonia says, let's not say that. Ugh. And we find out that Sonia really does not seem to like Garth. Um she says, Garth doesn't bother me. I'm sure he's a great guy, but the way Luann acts like she's a teenager around him, she just gets really annoyed. And then we get a flashback of the drive up to the Hamptons between Sonia and Luann, where she is like saying like, oh my God, Garth can lift 10 cars with a single finger and all, you know, like just crazy Garth facts. And Sonia just seems really over it, which is interesting because Sonia doesn't usually get this way. It seems like with with new and especially with new guys, like she tries to flirt with them harder than Luann does. So I find it very interesting. Um, so let's get over it in a hurry because we know where this one's going. Um, oh, yeah. She says in a talking head, she's like, oh, my God, Luann, let's just get over this guy in a hurry because we know where this one's going. And she kind of makes the sign like axed like he's out like that. This isn't going to last at all, which is just so to me, to me, Sonia really is the funniest I mean, Ramona's right up there, but Sonia is really funny. And I think we kind of undermine Sonia because she gets so wasted, but she is actually, she does like have these really wise moments. She, she really does. I think she's undervalued in that sense because she paints herself as a clown most of the time. So she has these big buffoonery scenes and they're like kind of high comedy and, you know, almost I love Lucy-esque. And I mean, I think her and Ramona together, it is just, it's like old, fa it is like Lucy and Ethel from I Love Lucy. Um, Luann is giving the girls itinerary and she's like, I wanted to do something different. So we're going to North Fork. It's a really quaint town that I discovered and just want to share it with the girls. And that's really, uh, she's very proud of this. Luann says there's a lot of sexual energy that was going around last night. And Leah lets us know she got a dick pic last night. Uh, I swear it wasn't me, you guys. Um, but Lu you know, Luann says, I would be so disgusted if a guy did that. And first off, we never find out who sent it. I'm guessing it's like the PETA guy. Uh, obviously, 
obviously they're just in like a sending nude back and forth thing. I mean, who knows what's on Leah's phone, but I, I, like I said, I'm going to keep, like, I saw that picture of pita chip guy. I don't, I can't imagine the dick looks any better than the actual guy. Like I'm, you know what? I might've been looking at his dick and that was passed to me as a photo of him, but it just, so Luann's like, that's disgusting. Sonia's like, no, 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 no. And, um, they, they don't send pics and, uh, and, uh, and Luann says no JJ or boobs. And it's just, it's so, I think, was it Shonda Rhimes from Grey's Anatomy that, that really got JJ started? Cause I feel like she needs to go to prison for that. Like that's, I, I, she needs to go to jail. That is, should not have been in our lexicon at all. Like JJ, it should not sound like some kind of MTV VJ or, or some kind of like new spring break thing. Like, are you going to JJ? Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's too slapsticky for what it, you know, it's like, but JJ, I feel like every time somebody says, but JJ, it should have like a clown horn, like squeak, squeak. Um, Ebony says, I won't even send pics of my face, which is actually a pretty funny joke. So we're in a new scene. They're all at the winery. Finally, they're getting, uh, their wine tasting of all five of the rosés, but there's only three people drinking. Remember Luann and Leah are not drinking. And Luann says, uh, they're like, you know, she's like, what do you have non-alcoholic? And they're like, well, we have a sparkling pink lemonade and, you know, water with lemon. And she's like, Ooh, sparkling pink lemonade. That sounds, <laughs> that's amazing. And then she's like, you know what? Should I get my frosé from the truck? Remember she's like pushing her non-alcoholic rosé, which by the way is really idiotic that if she knew what this season, how hard she was going to go with that rosé she should have slapped her name on some fucking froze like some non-alcoholic rosé and did like countess luann's non-alcoholic rosé like that would be iconic don't you think like all these housewives make products for everything they do if she's trying to be sober make a fucking dime off it you know so she goes to get her froze out of the van and leah says you know i hope I hope Luann's comfortable here. It is kind of odd that she suggested this place. And uh, Ramona's like, well, no, she's cool. She's cool. And Leah's like, maybe she's here to prove that she will be okay around us, Leah says in a talking head. Um, and, uh, and Luann pops back up, and she's kind of wearing this furry thing. And Sonia goes, every time I see Luann, I think she's wearing Marley, her dog, because it's, like, big and poofy. Um, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's why this show works to me, even when it doesn't work is because you have those little stupid off-the-cuff comments. Like, I do think Sonia is a star. So the things that Sonia says is really funny. It's like, I think Paige DeSorbo, even though I don't like some of her like things that she says and I don't like that she's friends with Hannah, I think she legitimately says things that's funny and she has com- comedic timing. And I think the same thing about Sonia. Ramona has no comedic timing, but that in a sense is comedic timing because we laugh at it. Uh, she just has no control over it. But I think Sonia knows when she's being funny, you know? Um, Luann says, uh, you know, it makes me feel good to have my frozen wine bottle with Frosé with me. Ebony, Ebony now goes, Ramona, I love what you said about Lindsay, who was the, their servant that was serving the, their, their server. Sorry, not, uh, <laughs> did I screw up their server that was serving the, the Rosé. And she goes, Ramona, I love what you said about Lindsay, that you remember her name. And Ramona's like, oh, oh, what did I do? Okay, you know, are you about to say she can feel something's about to be said about her? And she's like, it's probably potentially going to be bad. Can you wait to say it later? She's like, no, 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 no. And Leah's like, yeah, why now or later? It's fine. Like Leah's like right in there. Like she's like ready to, you know, Ramona says, 
So it, Ebony explains, and, and Ramona immediately like, okay, no, 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 I hire people to help me, so I call them the help. And and so then Ebony's like, okay, so you're using it in the literal sense. Now, historically, that word has made, um, you know, people feel very devalued. And um, all the other girls are kind of just watching this, and there's like little smirks. Because they've played this game. I mean, this song is so familiar to them in terms of Ramona. So they all know kind of what's going down. And they're kind of waiting to see what Ramona's reaction will be to Ebony. Because, I mean, greater women have fallen under the sword of Ramona. You know, Ramona Singer has has destroyed uh, many a housewife. So they're all waiting. And Ramona goes, I love that Ebony said that. I love she said it in a non-condescending way, you know, that I'm not stupid. And, you know, I love that. And Ramona is being so, she's like, I love that. Okay. Hospitality assistance. And, you know, that kind of like Ramona sidesteps that it's kind of fun. She's like, everything's fine. So then Leah gets in there and, uh, you know, it's brought up that Ramona and Ebony both had COVID and, uh, Ebony's like, Oh really? You know, how would you find out? She's like, well, you know, uh, I was with my ex and, uh, and my daughter and, uh, in Boca and they, you know, they were doing the tests and I want to see, and I got the test and it turns out I had it. And, and then Leah's like, so, but you said you donated plasma and she's like, yeah, yeah. I had very strong antibodies, very strong antibodies, which, you know, there are, you know, you can have a big viral load of antibodies, big viral, big viral load is, <laughs> that's, that's my sex name, big viral load. Uh, I had a very strong antibodies, but you, you, what I'm saying is that like, she's kind of just lying basically. And Sonia says, no, no, Ramona, it wasn't on, you didn't post it on Instagram. So we know it's not true, but Leah is not letting this go. This is what I was talking about earlier is that Leah is not ready, letting this go. She's like going harder and harder. And Ramona's like, Leah, Leah, Leah. And she's like, did you donate the blood plasma? And Luann says, Ramona is so obviously lying. Her face is red. Ramona goes, I don't lie. I do not lie. I don't lie. Leah says, no, I am not going to stop. And I love these ladies when they all get in on it, but I will say Leah was going way too hard, way too hard. And it just, you know, I think there is something, there's a delicacy to these shows that I feel like Leah is stomping all over and I feel it's hurting her in the long run. And I think I know, see, like, I know what she's trying to do and I know what she's trying to do with the Heather Thompson thing. Like she's trying to bring content. She's trying to be like, okay, we can talk about this. This is what I can bring to this. Like, I get it. I get that idea. But the thing is all housewives need to be coached is don't do that. You don't have to do it. The producers will let you know if something needs to be brought up, but you don't need to go out and do research and like, this is my storyline and I'm going to, because, and then it just, it comes off so trying and you don't want it. Like Ramona will hang herself by herself. She doesn't need help. Um, Leah says, you're lying to, oh, Ramona in Talking Head says, you know, I donated plasma. I don't know why Leah's questioning me. Sonia, by the way, is just chugging the wine. Um, and Leah says, uh, you're lying to the press. She's trying to make herself look better after her behavior uh, over COVID. And I'm just sick of it. Leah says, it's lies. It's propaganda. You're spinning the whole thing. Sonia says, you know, you gave pl- plasma and saw it, you know, in a, 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 a you know, it's big, a, battered. you know, Sonia's just babbling. Ramona is just staring at Leah with that cold Ramona stare. And Leah says, I'm not being the COVID police. And Ramona says, you're being a vicious, vicious girl, Leah. You're being vicious, vicious girl as she's walking off to the shitter. And then we get a new scene and uh, we find out... uh, 
Ramona goes, the best way to handle Leah is ignore her and walk away. I don't know what her problem is, so I'm walking away. And I do love that. I mean, if, if somebody annoys you, fucking walk away. Rather get, get in and do it. I'm fine with that. Lu- Luann, Leah stand ups and goes, God, you guys, nobody fucking backed me up. No, and, and, and Ebony goes, no, no. I, and, and Leah's like, I want her to admit it. Ebony says, Leah, what do you want? You want her to apologize? You're not, that's not, you're not going to get that. Ebony says, I get that it's morally bankrupt thing that she did, but what are you going to do about it? Ebony says, Leah, you're never going to get what you want from her. Sonia says, yeah, you know, Ebony pulled out the info. Ebony was able to pull out this info from Ramona, and that's pretty good. And Luann goes, I got to go find Ramona. And Leah's like, oh, great. Everybody's chasing, you know, Ramona now. And uh, Luann goes into the bathroom area. She's like, uh, Ramona? And and Ramona's like, I'm in the toilet, for Christ's sakes. I'm in the toilet. And Ramona says, oh, my God. Oh. And <laughs> And Ramona says, oh, my God, you're having diarrhea. Okay, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And uh, Ramona, you just hear Ramona grunting like, ah, ah. <laughs> the, the seas, the seas were tough that day inside that bathroom. Um, so Luann goes back outside to the other ladies and she goes, uh, great, Leah, you gave her diarrhea. And remember, you know, Ramona's had other bouts with IBS. So this isn't, you know, IBS is a lifelong battle, you guys. Uh, remember, Camille Grammer, Kelsey Grammer's ex from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, for a long time, she was the face of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. I'm not shitting you. Uh, they, uh, she was, and, and she did it. I remember in interviews when they were still, still married, she was the face of IBS, which imagine being the face of IBS. Imagine your shitty part-time jobs. Like, and she thought, I mean, this was like a charity. Like I need to get the word out there about IBS. It's like, we know about IBS. We know all too well about IBS. Um, and, I always thought she said, Kelsey encouraged me to be the face of IBS. And I'm like, what if that's when you knew Kelsey Grammer did not love Camille Grammer when he was like, yeah, I think you should definitely do the IBS spokesmodel thing. Also about IBS. Do you ever wonder about like action movies like Mission Impossible or like that show 24 with Kiefer Sutherland? I always used to wonder like, did any of these characters ever suffer with IBS where they're getting chased and they're just like, I got a shit so bad. Like, ah, and then, you know, like on 24, they always had the clock going off. And then like one of the boxes would just be Kiefer Sutherland in a porta potty. And it just would keep ticking. And he's like, I'm working in here. I'm, I'm busy. Oh, I forgot girls. Don't I'm not supposed to make fart jokes on here. So I'm sorry. Okay. IBS that we're done with that. But, um, Oh, wait, one more thing. Leah says, you can't be slurping down oysters and chugging rosé. It's not going to be good for your stomach. Um, Ramona says, Leah's being impudent, impudent. Um, you know, I am the only thing I'm guilty of is opening up my house to her. And Luann says, you know, <laughs> so Ramona comes out and Luann needs to go use the bathroom. And she's like, is it safe in there? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you use spray? Ramona says, I'm going to take a stroll and check out the area. And Sonia's like, I'll go with you. And Leah's like, great. You know, okay, now I'm the enemy. Now I'm the enemy. Sonia says, no, no, she's licking her wounds. This is how, this is the process. But she's still up on her soapbox, soapbox and wagging her finger, Leah says. So we're in a new scene with Sonia and Ramona. And Ramona says, Leah, you know, lies and she makes up stories. And Sonia says... These days, it's a uh, it's a scan it's a cancel cancel cancellation cancellation. She she can't say uh, cancel culture, so she's just, and she's like a little rose in, and so it's just you know. And then Ramona's like, Leah has ten prints on. Leah has ten prints on today, and Sonia's like, so do you. And Ramona says, I have three prints on. I'm 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 a leopard. I'm not. And Ramona goes, Ah! 
she screeches like she screeches. And I got to say, these are the moments that I think are magic. Like you, I mean, that is a magical, I mean, just think about the reality of that situation and the human behavior that's being exhibited and these characters that we know and love. I think those little moments is what is going to keep this show going until we get a better cast or at least more people to fill out this cast. Um, Luann uh, hears that scream. It's like, oh, maybe the Heather Thompson stuff is coming up. And uh, Leah says, I know I'm not going to get what I want from her, but every time I look at her face, I'm going to be thinking about it. Uh, So Leah really does. That could be a tragic flaw of Leah of not being able to let things go. Um, That is a crucial thing that we all need to be able to do is let things go. And if you don't like, I mean, just let let this be a lesson to you. It's not, it's it's not good. Um, And then uh, (laughs) I think Leah says, uh, uh, oh, I'm glad. Oh, no. Sonia goes, I'm glad we cleared the air. Well, not in the bathroom. So they keep making bathroom jokes. Sonia and Ramona are walking back and they pass the, this one guy. And this one guy goes, you, you're, you're, you look great. You have a great body. And Sonia's like, what me? You say me? And then she's like, are you married? And he's like, no, I'm single. You think I have a great body? Wow. She's really excited about this. And then she goes back to the other lady. She's like, this man told me I had an amazing body and he doesn't even know who I am. She is so into it. And by the way, isn't that like the rap on most guys that most guys will tell ladies like to a fault? Like, like nice ass. Like, I mean, won't they like cat call it ladies? That's a big thing. So it shocks me that Sonya was like, wow, look at me. Like getting a con. Like, I feel like like ladies tell me stories all they, this happens daily to them you know uh leah goes to the bathroom which by the way i would have loved a moment of like jesus when she went into the bathroom of like holy hell what happened in here ebony <laughs> um uh ebony asks uh you know ramona and sonia did we have a good conversation they say we did ramona goes i like ebony that you explain yourself and not an aggressive way and ebony says i'm going to remain cautious cautiously optimistic about ramona she says that in her talking head sonia uh we get a shot of her chugging rose this is a really brilliant move on the directors and editors part is you're setting up this final scene. So you're doing these real shots of Sonia chugging wine. So it's like, it's not like hitting you over the head with it, but it is there. And you like that because the human brain picks up on that. And then, you know, like we know where this is headed. Um, so they're getting in the van and they're going to go shopping. They're still drinking in the van, Sonia, especially. And Sonia says, uh, she goes, Ebony, I love your arm cleavage. Um, and Ebony goes, this is the first time I'm seeing Sonya get tipsy. Remember though, remember we dealt with this already. The last, I mean, we dealt with this. I feel like once ever, a lot, every season, remember last season, it was, it was Sonya's water pills. She was taking that was making her act insane. And in the reunion, she said, Oh, I figured it out. It was these water pills that I got prescribed in Mexico or something. And, and everything's good now, but like, this is the same you know, at some point, at some point you can't blame water pills, you know? And then I was like, God, this is when you really miss Dorinda. Cause you would love, like, would have Dorinda have been in that drunk banshee mode along with Sonia or would have Dorinda been a voice of reason, or at least Dorinda would have been that middleman to bridge, you know, what happens, I think. So, um, uh, they're talking about uh, Garth again. And Sonya goes, if I have to see Garrett one more time, I'm going to kill myself. And they're like, Garth. Oh, and, and, and then, uh, Luann's like, he's, he's like a cowboy, you know, he rides you across the plains, Garth. And Sonya says, he rode your ass across the plains. 
they go to uh, Green Fork, New York, or Green Point, something. They're at a town in New York. Sonia is, we see Sonia pouring herself rose, and Ebony is trying to get her not to. It's like a real quick shot in the van as they're walking up, and she's like, What are you, the wine police? And Ramona cuts off Sonia. They go into a cute store, and Sonia goes, Everything is beige in here. I love it. They're all shopping. Leah is like, I'm going to get a blanket. Like, Leah pulls these blankets. I don't know. Whenever I see shopping like this, when it's like, like, I'm used to like Amazon shopping or just fretting, like, oh, should I buy this? Like, and then feeling guilty once I buy it. It's wild to watch people buy things in actual stores. I'm just not used to it. So it's like, I'm like, how do you know you really want that thing? Like, you need to like be able to put it in your Amazon cart and then take it out, put it in, put, take it out, put it in, take it out. Like, that's what shopping is to see this shopping. I'm like, you just know you want to get that blanket. You just walked in here and then she's like getting a blanket for her sister. And then I was kind of also like, Leah, like, let's not go crazy with the blanket spending, you know? Um, so they're all shopping. Uh, Luann goes, nothing like shopping to make a girl feel good in general during COVID. They go into another store. Uh, Rowena goes, I'm going to get Sage for the house. And we get a flashback from four days ago with Heather Holla Thompson um, and the girls, uh, you know, Ramona and Luann meeting Heather in the city. And Leah says Heather is coming in and she's going to be a punching bag because she does not know what she's walking into. So once again, we have Leah already going too hard. It's like you just did this for Ramona. Like, do you think you're you're using your capital? You're using the goodwill you have with us fans and you're using it all up on this bullshit. Save it for something big. Save it. You're why? why why do any of this you're 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 wasting your capital that, that your hard-earned capital so um she literally said luann does hard drugs in a podcast you guys um god i wish that would have been on my podcast we find out ebony worked for hooters at age 17 jack's taylor alert jack's taylor alert um and ramona goes big tips and big tits am i right and Ebony says well ramona and most of all my personality they're in another store now uh they're looking at kimonos and this store they can take their masks off in the store so that was a big moment luann is looking at this puffy pirate uh shirt uh, you know just like a black puffy pirate shirt and uh i thought it would have been amazing like i so desperately wanted i was like wouldn't it be amazing if sonya get caught shoplifting in this scene he was like man we need to talk to you i don't have anything and like they just shake her and a bunch of jewelry falls out it would be incredible could you imagine by the same time you know one of these ladies has shoplifted at one point. And I bet one of these ladies, like it's like Winona Ryder, like there's no reason to shoplift, but it's just saying that you did, that you could, that you can. Like there's something dangerous about them. And I bet one of those five women have done that. And more recently than we would think, that is a so bad it's good promise. I bet you, I bet you. We will never find out the truth to that though. So um, Leah says she doesn't know um, if she wants a... Uh, oh, um, uh, Leah says she doesn't know what she wants. And she's saying about Sonia, she's like, she can't tell if Sonia wants, um, Luann by herself. And that's why she's acting like this. And she doesn't want Luann with Garth. And Sonia keeps going, no Garth tonight, no Garth. Um, and then Luann goes, you know, I, when Sonia gets like this, I feel so bad. So I got to spoil her. And she's like, do you want this black pirate puffy shirt that I was going to buy for myself? And then Sonia gets in it, in it. And they're like, oh yeah, it looks amazing. She's like, I look stupid. And they're like, no, you look good. So like, we're at that 
point where they're not really trying to help Sonya. They're just buying her things, you know, like, hey, this will put more Band-Aid on. And Ramona goes, she's drinking more than she should, and it's not going to end well. This, the big A, which is alcohol. Um, and Sonya's like, it's just me and Lou and no Garth, as she hugs Ramona. So we're in a new scene, and they go to this place called American Beach to eat. Sonya is already coming in hot to this restaurant. Uh, we get drink orders, and Ebony orders a French 75, which is gin, elderflower, and champagne. Wee oui, wee, oui, look at that fanciness. And Sonya goes... Two of my girls aren't drinking, so I want to be sensitive to that. And, you know, and she's literally cannot keep eye contact. And she's just, and Leah's like, I want a mocktail. And she's like, a mocktail without calories? What kind of good mocktail has no calories? And also, I, I think I brought this up on another, because I know I have a lot of, uh, I have um, uh, sober listeners that enjoy mocktails. And I, I mean, it seems like mocktails really are a big or becoming a bigger thing. And I, I'm all for anything that makes people happier. So, uh, Ramona goes a dozen oysters, which now all I can think about is Ramona's IBS. So I'm just like, Jesus, Ramona, but I guess they're going to stay at Ramona's house. So she's used to blowing that bathroom up. So when you go shrimp, 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 and that's crazy. Cause they're not even ordering yet. And she's just yelling shrimp. Sonia says, I don't like a big dick. It's a nuisance. At my age, it's a nuisance. I don't like a big dick. She's like not, she's not being asked her thoughts on big dick. She just, she's offering them. And we've always got to say thank you when somebody offers us something. Ebony says, um, here's what I like about Sonia. She doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, Emma, uh, and Ebony, this is what I said earlier. Ebony's smart. She's complimenting. She's complimenting all these ladies now. I have a feeling this will turn at some point, but right now she's being very complimentary. And Sonia, um, so, uh, 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 no, sorry. Luann says she felt tempted a little bit to drink. So we get a quick shot of like, I got to go have a cigarette. I can't give up all my voice vices. <laughs> and we get a quick shot of Luann smoking. And it's, I got to say, there is something exciting about watching Luann smoke. I think it makes us think like, it, I, I think it's like we're seeing something real because if you notice, we don't see a lot of cigarette smoking on TV. You don't see a lot of that. In fact, there is laws about that. You're not allowed to promote cigarettes cigarette smoking on most TV shows. And that's why you don't see cigarette ads uh, in between any of these. So it is, it's like, it's like a little treat. You're like, wow, Luanna, like Luann's puffing a cigarette. Like, I wonder if she's a, she's got to be a Virginia Slims lady. Am I right? Virginia Slims. What if she was like a, a cools? <laughs> she's like, I love, I love, a, I love a pack of menthols. <laughs> um, so uh, Ebony says, you know, I had a lot of fun with you ladies today. Thank you for making space for me, uh, which that's another big thing of, you know, we uh, we have to give people grace. Guys, we have to give people grace is making space. That's another big buzzword making. I We got to make space for each other. Thank you for making. Hey, guys, thank you for making space for me in your ears. But she's saying I connected with all you ladies. Um Leah, while, you know, Ebony is kind of saying this really nice thing. Ebony is literally making a bib for Sonia because she's spilling her drink all over it. So we see Leah tying this like napkin bib around her, which is like, you know, you know, Sonia's not five and she's have she has a napkin big. Like we're not eating lobster here. Um, so Ebony, 
Ebony is explaining why she went to bed early. Uh, but I'm just watching Sonia because she is like drunk listening where she's acting like she's listening, but you can see she's like in a different country entirely. Um, and Leah asks Luann, who sits down, if drinking out of the, the froze, if drinking out of the wine glass helps. And Leah says, I felt like this might be hurting you a little bit. Um, you're, uh, you know, you're having a mocktail, Luann says. You know, that's a mocktail. And Leah goes, just hear me out. Just hear me out. It's not, it's not the same. It's seltzer with a little bit of grapefruit ju- juice. And Luann says, you know, I, I feel like I'm a part of the scene when I have this. I feel like I'm a part of things, so let me have this. And Le- Leah says in a talking head, I'm trying to tell Luann in a respectful way that, uh, you know, she's closer to actually drinking rosé than she's thinking by doing this. But she doesn't want to hear me. She misses drinking, and she's not there yet. But this is another thing where Leah's like, Leah, why are you doing? Why are you going so hard this episode? Um, they sit down to eat, and Sonya goes, I want the biggest fucking steak in the house. I want a big bone. And then she looks at Ebony and she goes, is that, is that PC to say? I don't want to be canceled consultation. And they're like, oh, no, cancel culture. And 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 then Ramona goes, why do we want to cancel culture? And Ebony goes, we don't want to cancel culture. And in this group, we talk. We don't do that. And Sonia says, I love Lou and Leah for not drinking. And in front of her is like a, literally a tub of rosé. And she is hammered. She's hammered at this point. And Ramona takes her drink away and says, we are very close to the danger zone. And Lou, it's so funny because Ramona takes the glass and puts it puts it next to Lou. And Lou goes, don't put it next to me. It was like a really funny scene of like, bam, bam. And Sonya says, I don't want to be canceled. Like, she's just screaming things. And Leah says, okay, we need a, a plan for later with this. Um, uh, Leah says, I'm looking up things. Uh, it... it it rubs me the wrong way if you talk shit about them. What do you? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. So this is about the Heather Holla Thompson. So we go. Leah says, "Okay, we need a plan for Heather. We need a plan for when Heather comes tomorrow." And Leah says, "I'm looking up the things that she said." And Leah says, "It rubs me the wrong way if you talk shit about them. You're, what are you going to say about me?" And uh, <laughs> uh, so there is nothing authentic about Luann and Heather said, and that she's doing drugs. And Lou goes, oh, Heather and I have been cool. What? And there's a flashback to them where uh, Luann's like, uh, you know, I've been doing the cabaret thing. And Heather's like, I never have seen it. And she's like, you haven't? Are you kidding me? You got to let me know. I can get you tickets. Luann says, my first instinct is to say, don't come. But then I'm like, no, do come. Uh, we're back at it from a commercial break and Sonia goes, are we doing oysters tomorrow? They, they love their seafood. These ladies, Luanne goes, yeah. Um, first we are working out with Garth now. And so Luanne FaceTimes Garth and Sonia's going, Garth, 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 always Garth. And, and then she goes, you know, so Luanne goes, Hey, handsome. And then Sonia goes, Oh, he even picks up on the first ring. Ah, and <laughs> um, Luann says, we don't need anything, Garth. We just need you. And Ramona says, all I know is my girlfriend has a big smile and she's acting like a little girl. And I love that for her. And I got to say, that's a really nice sentiment. I really, I really love that Ramona said that. I think that's really nice. Um, you know, and, and so Ramona says that and, and Sonia goes, shut up, Ramona. 
Leah gets up to go to the bathroom, and so Leah gets up to go to the bathroom while Sonia is screaming. She's like, ah! Uh, Ramona goes, I'm deaf because you always shout in my ear. And Luann gets off the phone. Like, like Sonia's screaming, and Luann just like acts like, she, like nobody acts like they hear Sonia except for Ramona. And Luann, Luann goes, Gus's a real dude. Do you know what I'm saying? He's a real dude. And then Sonia calls her friend William on FaceTime. And he's like, hi, we're calling people on FaceTime. I'm going to call you on FaceTime. Love you. Bye. And hang hangs up. And Ebony says, I've never been at dinner with friends with this energy, but I think I like it. I feel like Alice in Wonderland. Um, she's like, well, this is not my normal jam. I'm intrigued, which is a great that's a that's a that's a paycheck attitude. You know, that's a, like I'm getting paid. Um, so. uh so then Sonia goes into crazy town. She's like, I have my own connection. How things work. We got to protect the poor because stocks are going up and poor are getting poorer, And the homeless are getting homeless. Sir, we did AIDS PSAs forever. We did AIDS. We I raised millions for AIDS. What matters is my cause now over what matters is what I bring back. She's just, she's on one. And the food is getting delivered at this time. And then Sonia FaceTimes this guy, William, again. And she's like, my friends are saying I'm out of it, so I'm bringing you into it. And my friend works are J.P. Morgan. And then Sonia, uh, Ramona says something, and she goes, you should shut the fuck up. You shut up, Ramona. And she's, like, getting, like, really close to her like like really close to her body and Ramona goes stop with the drinking stop with the drinking Ebony says you know can I talk to William for a second and Ebony picks up the phone and FaceTime she's like oh you work for Chase um, uh, Chase J.P. Morgan I love what you guys are doing for my people yeah I run you know and they're now like talking business and Ebony is like using this as like a moment to make a connection and then all of a sudden um, Ramona goes Wells Fargo has better rates <laughs> And so shut the fuck up, Sonia says. And uh, Chase, uh, Chase is closing the wealth gap. Um, Sonia pushes Ramona at this point. You want to talk about Wells Fargo? What's wrong with you? And they're all just like, it's, it's insanity. And that's where we leave the to be continued. And next week's preview looks like 10 things happen. Like I, they showed the preview and I was like, is this four episodes in a row? And it's like all one episode. Like Leah takes a vow of silence, which by the way, after this week's episode, probably the right move vow of silence. I mean, I'm wondering if the producers are like, Leah, we're going to ask you to take a vow of silence on today's uh, episode. So you guys, that was this recap. I'm glad we got to spend this time together. Uh, I hope it's okay if it's just me and you today. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for all of the support to come. And I will talk to you guys on Thursday where we will have a full full recap of the season premiere of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with a guest. I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye. Betches.